Hello and welcome if you're a new listener and welcome back if you're a returning listener. I'm your host, Christina Royster, and this is the YBO Podcast. Uh, Make sure you follow the podcast on Instagram and Facebook at the YBO Podcast. And of course, subscribe wherever you're listening today. On today's episode, we have a lot to cover. Um, First, I just want to talk about the state of the world, y'all, including this Kanye drama. I told you I wasn't going to feed the beast and I wasn't going to even entertain him, but I feel like I have to say something because I actually looked back at the YBO Instagram and not the Instagram, the YouTube. And there is a YouTube, by the way. Um, I made a video last year, you know, around the time Donda was announced. I was so excited. And now my feelings are... We'll get into it. So I'm going to talk about that. I'm also going to be talking about little sports, what I've been watching, and new music. So stay tuned. All right, before I get into any of the Kanye drama and all that stuff, I just wanted to share with you guys my Put Y'all On for this week. And uh, if you're a new listener, Put Y'all On is a segment of the show where I put my listeners on to my favorite thing of the week. And this week, I'm putting y'all on to ASL, American Sign Language, because I am recording this episode on a Wednesday night, and I had my last Wednesday night class for my American Sign Language class. So I know a little bit of ASL, y'all. Um, I did not sign up for ASL 2 because I could barely get ASL 1 down, so (laughs) I feel like I need to take ASL 1 again. But um, I really learned a lot, and I really just learned how American Sign Language truly is its own language, and we really all should respect that. Um, We should try to not, you know, just turn people away like, ugh, you know Spanish and I don't, so I'm not going to talk to you, like... Same thing with um, deaf and hard of hearing folks. You know, we could all stand to at least learn the alphabet. That's really the main thing I got out of this class. <laughs> like, they really do have their own language, their own, um, you know, slang and mannerisms. And so I just learned, like, even the the way your hand is facing, if it's facing towards you when you sign or away, that can mean different things. So I definitely learned a lot. And if you see me out and you say hello and sign, you know, I could say it back. <laughs> I can- I could I could do a little something. So that's my put y'all on. Um, but let's get into, I don't know what to call this segment, the news. Let's get into what's going on in the world. So y'all know I like to keep it upbeat for the most part on the show. I can definitely get real. But I just, I just haven't in the past few episodes really dug into what's going on in the world. You know, I always say at the top of the episode, like, the world is trash. It's a dumpster fire right now. <laughs> Like, you know, talking about the headlines and social media and and democracy and all that stuff. But lately, it really has just felt like, oh, the end days. And I feel like I said that in 2020 and probably said that on an episode in 2021, too. And now 2022, it's just like getting worse and worse. And I hate to be a Debbie Downer. So that's why I don't like to bring it up a lot on the podcast. But something that reminded me, it's weird, but... It's a bad segue, but (laughs) something that reminded me of like just all the hate in the world and stuff is um, I'm driving down the the 295. I live in New Jersey and I see the sign that says Hocus Pocus Drive with Focus. First of all, I love that sign. Shout out to the copywriter who made that sign. (laughs) But um, I see the sign. and I'm just like they have so many signs now. Um, and just a lot of reminders. Like, and maybe it's because the holidays are coming up, but a lot of reminders lately to like be safe on the road. And I've just noticed that a lot. That was the first instance of like, hey, I started to see like, I mean, besides social media, like out in the real world, people are just getting like 
hateful. Like, people have so much road rage. And I do live in Jersey, like I said, so, you know, they can drive crazy anyway. But people are really just not showing concern for their lives or others. And that's where I was like, dang, there's so much hate in the world. And then, you know, there was a school shooting this week. And that didn't, that story, after I read into it, I was also even just less hopeful because, and now I'm just going down a rabbit hole. I don't want to, you know, be a negative Nancy, but I I felt the need to talk about this because I just feel like we're coming, becoming so numb to the hate. It's just becoming so regular and even school shootings. Now it's just another hashtag and we're not getting to the root of the problem. Like we're, we're, I don't feel like anybody's trying to solve the problem for, I feel like the politicians are feeding the hate um, I feel like celebrities are feeding the hate. As I said, uh, we'll get into Kanye in a minute. But I really just feel like politics in general these days. I mean, I think I mentioned to you guys how I've been seeing some political uh, commercials on the last episode. And they, when I really watch them, I'm like, so what is your actual like platform? Like, what will you actually do? Like, you're not answering the question. Like, so... And that's the thing, right? After Trump, anybody feels like they could be president now. Like, I could put on a campaign. Shoot. And the bottom line is, it comes down to money, right? As long as you got enough money, if you could put together a $100,000 commercial, go ahead. So, where am I getting with this? Oh, yeah. I actually uh, have been watching The Equalizer on Sundays on CBS, y'all. Queen Latifah. Y'all know I love me some Queen Latifah. She's such a badass, like, singer, producer, actress just so many things and um she's acting you know uh, regularly this is season three I think of the equalizer on CBS and she just plays like a badass vigilante and um whoever did the casting by the way the girl looks exactly like Queen Latifah like she could definitely be her daughter and the latest episode I bring this up because the latest episode there was a whole political campaign going on a white guy versus a black guy and like the white guy framed the black guy to make it look like he was handing out guns in his neighborhood. And I was like, you know, this is a TV show, but it's not far off. Like people are acting vicious out here. People are acting hateful. People are just doing things at any cost. And I mean, that kind of goes back to our American roots. Honestly, our American roots have just been like capitalism. Like I'm actually, I, I, that's not my own. Now that I think about it, that's not my own thought. And I should credit that. I recently sat in on a discussion actually from a woman by the name of Dr. Laura Brown, and she discussed democracy and how it really goes back to American, like, sportsmanship. Like, everything is just a sport for us. Like, we have to win, like, that greed, that tribalism. That's the same, that's how we got this land from Native Americans. Not we, they, white people. And so that's just, like, our natural instincts all coming up again. Like, we're so tribal these days. And, um... I just feel like they are really trying to do anything to stop us from voting as well. Um, Please make sure y'all check the local laws in your county because, or your state, whatever, uh, whatever you're headed to the polls for. Um, I don't care if it's school board, governor, whatever. Make sure that you got all your I's dotted, all your T's crossed. Cause when you get to the polls, I want them turning around because they are literally doing anything to stop people from voting. They are making the lines so long and making people wait for so long. Remember last year, y'all, they was just like, you know what? We're not even going to vote because the line is too long. And so now they have volunteers doing food trucks out at the voting lines just to get people some water, some food. So they don't leave the lines and, and the polls. And so, 
that's what it's all about. Like, I would totally volunteer at one of those food trucks. That would be super dope. Um, but then I was thinking, I, I've been seeing a lot of um, calls for poll workers, too. Like, why don't people want to work at the polls? You know what it is? People probably don't have the time to do a, a four or eight-hour shift at the polls midday. People have jobs. And some jobs are giving time off for voting, but it's not every job. It's probably not most jobs. It's probably luxury jobs. So just make sure you take the time to vote. Go early. You know the polls be open at like 6 a.m. at the elementary school or whatever. So make sure you guys just... I know it's hard because I personally, like I said, I stay away from the headlines. But now when we're getting to the midterms, that's when I need to start looking at the headlines and getting informed. I should have been getting informed all year long, to be honest. But um, now I'm a little more interested like, okay, time to pick back up the phone and research these people because I don't want to go into this blindly. And oh, there's just so, eh. the bottom line is the world is full of hate, but we can definitely turn it around. I mean, I hope that's the thing, right? People always say, oh, I'm not going to vote because it don't matter anyway. I'm just saying, I still have hope that maybe we can I mean, at least our people, that's all I'm going to say. At least my people, black people, at least we could turn it around. We need to stop the hate in our own community so we can do our part to turn it around. We can't fix the country, but let's work on our own community. So with that, I know the world's full of hate, but there's some joy. And we're getting a little bit of joy in sports. And I don't normally talk about sports, but that's part of the news these days. <laughs> that's even what my mom said <laughs> today. I was like... Um, oh, cause this lady, this lady had on Philly's gear down y'all. She had, it was at our sign language class. She had on the jacket, the purse, the wallet, the phone case. And my mom, my mom, not into sports, but she was just like, Oh, you got your Phillies on. And the lady was like, yeah, you know, so important, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, yeah, mom, did you even know they're in the world series? She was like, yeah, I knew that. And I was like, you don't watch sports. How did you know that? She was like, it's in the news. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, it is really groundbreaking news that the Phillies, have turned it around for us, and they are going to the World Series. Um, well, they're in the World Series by the time y'all listen to this episode. And um, they are going to be playing against the Houston Astros. But one little, I don't know what you want to call it, uh, Easter egg? Not Easter egg. What's the word I'm looking for? Whatever, a little nugget, a little fun fact that people were debating on social media this week was the fact that every time the Phillies are in the World Series, it's a recession. <laughs> and they had a list. It was like, starting back in like 1929, when the Philadelphia team was called the Athletics. So we know 1929, there was a recession then, um, you know, the Great Recession. And then 1980, market crash, Wall Street, the Phillies won the World Series. 2008, I remember this. 2008, I was in like middle school. And I remember that's when I bought like my first Phillies t-shirt. Um, and 2008, the Phillies won the World Series. So now here we are, 2022, the Phillies are headed to the World Series and we are also on the brink of a recession. So maybe they will win. And unfortunately, well, unfortunately for others, but not unfortunately for me, I'm a bandwagoner. So <laughs> as soon as the Phillies start winning, I'm like, yes, baseball, woo, sports, Phillies. So let's go Phils. Um, we're all rooted for you. And also I wanted to give a shout out to the NFC East because the Eagles are also dominating. The Eagles are, I believe six and O and they are, imagine if we had a year 
where the Phillies won the World Series and the Eagles won the Super Bowl. But I can't cheer for the Eagles because y'all know I default to the Giants. So the Giants are only right behind them, 6-1. and one. So that's why I said shout out to the NFC East. And that's really all I got for sports. Oh, wait, I did want to say something about basketball. Basketball is back. Um, and I see Ben Simmons knows how to play now. Um, <laughs> I just commented on that because I said Ben Simmons was the first person to start uh, quiet quitting. Quiet quitting is when you only do the work that you're paid for. Actually, he didn't even quiet quit, actually. <laughs> he just quit and still got paid. He was not playing at all. But now he's seemed to find his way. Um, I'm currently watching the Nets versus the Bucks. Uh, so we'll see. We'll see what's good for or basketball this this week and this this season. But I also wanted to bring up who is Jordan Woods? Because that came up in conversation for me this week. Uh, my man, you know, he'll be knowing these influencers and, and Instagram celebrities. And so I was trying to explain who Jordan Woods was. And number one, I do kind of just be like, oh, um, she dates Carl Anthony Towns. I'm sorry, but, you know, you do date Carl Anthony Towns. So that's probably not the first thing I should lead with. You know, this is a career woman. I should lead with her brands. I should lead with her whatever. Um, I think I probably did lead with that, but I don't think my man cared. He was like, so she's just famous for being an influencer. And bottom line, yes, but I still like Jordan Woods. Um, you know, she really put on for the little curvy Johns. Um, cause remember when they was playing Jordan Woods, remember when she was like, I mean, who wasn't chubby when they were in middle school? And then you're like being compared to Kylie Jenner. So even Kylie Jenner didn't look that good. Remember when she didn't have no lips? So yeah, I love my girl Jordan Woods. But I said she must be down bad because no shade, but she's posing for Playboy. And I'm just like, you don't have to do all that. Or maybe she does. Or maybe she wanted to. Maybe for, for some women, that really is like an accomplishment. For me, I still see that stigma around Playboy. And I still need to watch that Playboy documentary too because I wanted to know a little bit more about it. Because an old man living with a bunch of young, hot blondes yeah, there was probably some crazy stuff going on up in there. Um, and, you know, I love me a true crime doc. So, basketball. I don't know how I got to play boy from basketball. But that's news. That's sports. And now we need to talk about what I've been watching, y'all. All right. So, first, I want to start with Love is Blind Season 3. Wow. First, I didn't even know that season three was going to be back to back season two like that. Like I just finished, uh, you know, season two and the what was it called? Life after the altar or whatever after the altar. And it's so sad to me that Ayana and Jared couldn't make it work out. Oops. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. I should have said that first. But yeah, that's all I'm saying. I, I was rooting for them. But at the same time, y'all know, I, go back to the other episodes of YBO because probably episodes ago, I probably said don't be a man's second choice. Don't be a man's second choice, and that's what happened. And I feel like that's what's happening on season three with one couple. If you're watching, you know who I'm talking about. One couple right now, I'm like, mm. I mean, first of all, we know that all these couples are just forced for entertainment anyway, right? Like, I be thinking they're actors half the time. And speaking of which, that man, Andrew, put fake tears in his eyes. If you don't watch this show, Love is Blind is essentially where people, you know, date behind a closet door. They don't see each other. And then, like, you propose without seeing the person. Like, it's nuts. 
And that's what I'm saying. Like, most of it is probably fabricated, concocted, whatever, you know. And I said, guess what? I would probably be in love, too, if I was uh, boozed up for 24 hours a day. Netflix has these people drinking wine and and spirits out of these gold chalices, like, every episode. (laughs) Those people are all drunk and claiming that they're in love, and it's hilarious. That's why I watch it. It's really comedy at this point for me. But, um, you know, I was... I was listening to Lauren Speed Hamilton's podcast. We have the receipts and make sure you check out her podcast. Lauren Speed Hamilton, she was a contestant on Love is Blind and then she actually did find love and she she's a black woman and she married a white man named Cameron and they're doing fine. They were on season one and now they're on season three and they're still doing well. So um, she has a podcast where, you know, she talks about the Netflix dating shows and she's been there. She's been on it. Right. And she said like, now y'all know that y'all could, if, if you're pushing people for entertainment, you could at least push some more black girls. That's what she said. And I agree because as I was watching the show, reality TV is probably the most like white centric demographic because it, television in general is still heavily controlled and and black people we're just now starting to really see ourselves on TV again cuz remember there was a great time in the 90s and early 2000s where UPN was giving out shows to black people but TV is still mostly like 80 80% white i would say and so um on these reality shows you know bachelorette and stuff they'll either have a biracial girl or they'll have a light skin girl or they'll have just like one brown skin girl but they're not going to have like a cast of 20 with five black girls. Like they're just not going to do it. And it's sad that we're still in those times, but that's the way television production is. And so Lauren was like, you know, if some of these couples are fabricated or if you guys are pushing agendas or whatever, you can at least push some black girls because I've come to learn how much being on reality TV could really boost your career. Honestly, I've seen so many people like reality show hop and you go from a reality show to maybe, one TV cameo, and then maybe you you get a book deal, whatever. And so she had a point because as I'm watching Love is Blind season three, I'm like, all the black women, we're seeing less and less of them on the episodes, and they just are like therapists to the white girls because one one girl, Colleen, she's like, oh my God, I don't know if I should go with Cole or if, or if Brennan likes me or blah, blah, blah. And the black girl, she's sitting there like, with the crazy like, wow, that's crazy face. Like she doesn't even care, and they give her... 10 seconds of screen time. And I'm just like, Oh, what about that black girl? How come we didn't get to know her story? How come she didn't find love? And I'm just like, typical, like it's one of those things, you know, like shocked, but not surprised. So definitely, uh, appreciated Lauren's insight because she was on the show and like, she has a podcast. So make sure you guys check out, we have the receipts, but it also got me thinking, you know, I just talked about how this could really boost your career and all that stuff. Would you go on a reality show? Um, I feel like that would be the only reason why I would ever go on one of these things. And I know that sounds superficial or whatever, but shoot, I I see, (laughs) I can see me going on one of these reality shows and this podcast blow up y'all. So, uh, (laughs) I just think that because, you know, my friend Brianna, she's, uh, applied to MTV shows before. Uh, I used to love real world and all that stuff, but again, real world, they're just putting people in a house and instigating fights. Like, (laughs) so Reality TV, I don't watch a lot of it, but I definitely have been watching Love is Blind, and I cannot wait to see how it ends. Again, I just said it's a comedy to me. Like, it's just a good binge for after hours when I just want something to laugh to. But 
Um, what else have I been watching? I told y'all about the Equalizer. Oh, I want to talk about some movies because I saw Halloween ends, and you know I had to get a T-shirt that says H is for Halloween, and uh, Michael Myers has it really ended? Is it really over? I would say after watching this movie, yes. I think that they ended it perfectly. If anybody wants to rehash Michael Myers or uh, do another reboot, I'm going to kindly ask you not to. I don't think that we need another one. I think it ended just fine. Honestly, all of this was dragged out. We didn't need any of these movies, but I just kept watching it for the culture. Jamie Lee Curtis, she's aged out of this. Um, And really, for me... I got what I wanted out of this movie because they genuinely, well, I don't want to give any more spoilers, but you know how like every time they kill Michael Myers, like he don't die. They have put him on fire. They have shot him. They have tried to get him with an ax. They've done everything they can to kill Michael Myers. And that's where I started to realize, all right, like this is just getting supernatural. Like he's not an average man. Like, and so They've done everything they can to kill Michael Myers. Nothing has worked. This movie, I saw it with my own eyes like he's gone. Like, I truly believe he is gone. And I know that might be a spoiler, but maybe not to some people. Like, because there also was this other storyline going on in the movie, and I really loved what they did with that, um, with the, like, the the modern age sort of Michael Myers. Um, and I thought, like, maybe, okay, this kid's going to, like, pick up the torch and take take it on for Michael Myers. I don't know, but... I, I don't know. We'll have to see what you guys think because I don't want to spoil it for anyone who hasn't seen it yet. But it was definitely a great movie um, just for the culture, you know, nostalgia. And so then that kind of took me down Halloween spooky season memory lane and I started to watch um, The Thing. And The Thing was scary as fuck. I didn't know that The Thing was that scary. And now, you know, people who watch it now are like, oh, these 80s graphics. Like this movie, let me break it down for you. 1980, literally 1980, Kurt Russell, um, a young Keith David, scientist out in Antarctica, and then the thing is just like fucking a monster, like a bloody, nasty, like flesh-eating monster. And it was scary to me because <laughs> I just don't like those kind of creepy things with those. It had like a horse-like face, and I don't really like horses it's not that I don't like horses but something about animals that are like human size or bigger than us I guess that's my you know instinctual nature I feel like the prey at that point like I was telling my boyfriend kangaroos they freak me out like why are you human size on hind legs just walking around like that with a little pouch like it freaks me out and they be like ready to box like they got them little hands like t-rex like and i just don't want any parts of that i don't like big animals like that so anything that has like a horse-like face and this thing is literally called the thing and it's like spitting out you know noodle arms and shit granted it was 80s graphics and the blood looks like strawberry syrup but otherwise i was kind of scared for real so Check that out as well if you need some uh, scary movie recommendations. And I also had to run back Chucky. Actually, (laughs) I saw a tweet that said, black people don't call that movie by its name. It's Chucky 1, Chucky 2, Chucky 3. That's not the name of it. It's Child's Play. (laughs) The name of the movie is Child's Play, but black people just call it Chucky. So I had to run that back uh, for the culture, Child's Play. I really do love horror movies. Y'all know my favorite is Nightmare on Elm Street. I could watch all of those. Uh, maybe I will binge those, 
But yeah, Halloween. How did I get here? Halloween ends. That's what I started out off with. That's on Peacock and in theaters, y'all. Um, like I said, it really just is a culture. But I am starting to think more about like the Halloween culture. And for me, it's really simply that. Just like the candy and the movies and the costumes. Uh, but I do pick and choose what content I watch, y'all. Because I don't really like the uh, Exorcist movies either. The Exorcist movies. Um, what else? The... What's the name of that movie? I'm I'm drawing a blank. Paranormal. Paranormal activity. Yeah, I don't really like those kinds. First of all, it's not scary to me. It's not a horror to me. Like I like, you know, like I said, 1980 slashers, like stuff like that, you know. Um, I feel like number one, that's not really a horror movie. It's just demonic and like boring and wasting my time. And I'm not bringing that energy into my household. So yeah, that's about it. That's what that's I draw the line at Freddy. That's it. <laughs> I'm drawing the line at Nightmare on Elm Street. And then another movie I wanted to share with y'all is Black Adam. I had to again, I keep saying for the culture, but like this really is for the culture. Like we had Woman King for the culture. We had Black Adam. We gonna have Wakanda forever. And again, another movie. I'm not gonna call it by its name. I'm gonna just keep calling it Black Panther 2. It's not Black Panther 2. It's called Wakanda Forever. But um, or is it it's Black Panther, Wakanda Forever. So yeah, put some respect on it. And speaking of that, oh my God. Wait, I, okay, let me let, let me not get ahead of myself. I didn't finish Black Adam. Black Adam, solid, really good movie. Um, what can I say about Black Adam? Dwayne Johnson, perfectly cast. You know, like he just plays like a stoic, ancient, um, godlike superhero um, and like totally oblivious to 21st century or whatever. And then, um, you know, meets a woman and her son and, uh, I really liked, what's that guy's name? Ald- Aldris Hobbs. Is that his name? The black guy that played a uh, Hawkman. Um, and then I was talking to my boyfriend cause I'm not, I don't really do the comics, but I'll watch the movies, you know, like I don't read the comics. And so I was like, Oh man, like Hawkman, isn't that just like Hawkeye? Like DC totally bit off Marvel. And he was like, actually D- DC really started it. Marvel kind of bit off them, but Marvel has seemed to do it better in the movies. But this one was actually really good. I would say this one was up there. I probably enjoyed this movie more than the last Thor movie, to be honest. Um, I was just talking to my friends about that this week. Like, Thor was legit a comedy. And that's okay. Like, I told y'all on the podcast, that was cool, you know. But um, Black Adam, I definitely enjoyed the storyline. And um, I enjoyed the action. The graphics, the costumes were incredible. So, yeah, definitely check out Black Adam at least for the culture. Like, come on. I don't think that one's online yet. I think you got to watch it in the theaters. Um, I've been enjoying my theater experience and my friends were actually trying to rent out a movie theater to go watch Wakanda forever. But I don't think I need to rent out my own movie theater because they've been kind of empty lately. People still not going to the movies like me. I've been going out a lot. So are y'all going back to the movies or y'all just sticking to the couch and watching the streaming? I just like the movie going experience. I like the popcorn. I like a, a cherry mixed with blue raspberry icy okay so um i would say support the movie theaters but like why they make enough money um so watch it however you want and then we're gonna talk about music okay so y'all babyface had a new album called girls night out and it was truly that this is such a cute r&b album for the girls please check it out babyface you know he's a legend in his own right but then he also had these new age r&b women actually now that i think about it he was missing jasmine sullivan dang that was a miss i'm a what am i do write him a letter 
Dear Babyface, why didn't you have Jasmine Sullivan on your last album? The album had, okay, I'm going to read off to you, an intro with Angie Martinez and Lala. He had a song with Ari Lennox. He had a song with Kehlani. I love the Kehlani song. Um, he had a song with Ella May. I enjoyed that one. Queen Nyjah, Coco Jones, Tiana. Okay, y'all help me. How do you say her name? Tiana Major Nine? Or is it like black where like you don't pronounce the nine? Like Tiana Major I don't know. But she is a young um, R&B artist from the UK. And you might know her for her song, um, that was featured on the Queen and Slim soundtrack. So you see what I'm saying? He's like giving a, a whole bunch of new age um, R&B artists a little spotlight on this album. He's got Tink, Baby Tate, Money Long, um, Amare, Seven Streeter, and Dochi. So check out Baby Face's album. It's like all the R&B girlies. It's, I just love it. Um, and who else got music coming out? Oh, this is what I wanted to say earlier about Wakanda Forever. I was getting ahead of myself. I was getting so excited. Rihanna, I knew this was going to happen. I knew this was going to happen. As soon as they said that Rihanna was going to do the Super Bowl, everybody was like, how? She don't got no new music. I was like, mm, bet. She going to put out some new music before the Super Bowl. I know that much. You're not about to get up there and perform all your old shit. This is the perfect time. You just dropped the baby. Come on, put out the music. I mean, I don't know if it's an album or a single, but uh, the first thing I saw was Marvel posted a gif of the Wakanda Forever logo. But then the R slowly zoomed in. And it was like a fancy R, like that Rihanna R. And everybody was like, oh my God, Rihanna's dropping music. And I was like, okay, she's probably making a song for the Wakanda Forever soundtrack. So that's going to be so lit, y'all. Like we're going to be in a theater watching Wakanda Forever. Shout out to Chadwick. And we're going to have new music from Rihanna in the background. Because remember, the first Black Panther soundtrack, that was like totally produced by Kendrick. That was like blackity black. That was a really great album. So I can't wait to hear this new soundtrack. And I'm assuming it's going to, I connected the dots and it's going to have some new Rihanna songs on it. And I also heard that SZA is bringing us some new music. So the girls are back. The girls are here. The girls are strong. And I don't know if I mentioned Nicki Minaj recently, but she's been feeding into that hate as well that I was talking about earlier. And I feel like she's hating because she had a whole decade to shine and rise. And it was really only her winning all the awards. Like there was literally no other female rappers. Remy Ma was in jail. That's, that's the only reason. That's the only reason that Nicki blew up because Remy Ma was not here. But or I'm not going to say that's the only reason, but the point is, Nikki had a whole decade. Now it's time to sit. Take your L gracefully. It's not even an L. You're making it an L for yourself. And that's all I'm going to say on Nikki because, yeah, she feeds into the hate too. But what I mean by that is, like, you're making it an L for yourself because, like, if you would just close your mouth and sit to the side and just let these other girls shine, like, we will all congratulate you. Like, oh, my God, Nikki, legend. You you really held it down in the 2010s. Like, but no, you've come at Lil' Kim. You've come at girls 20 years your junior like come on girl do better so that's all i'm gonna say about nikki you see who we're celebrating you see you see who we're uplifting and you see who married a pedophile so that's all i'm gonna say on that and the other music i wanted to talk about was drake and 21 savage a joint album wow i can't believe they didn't think of this sooner honestly because they have so many songs together and uh i actually saw a complex album not album, article, that had ranked their collabs. And so when I was taking a look back, I was like, hmm, I might not agree with this. 
So they put, this is the order from lowest to highest. Mr. Right Now is last. Sneaking. Oh, wait. I remember that song. I think that's the how a song goes. Okay. Sneaking. Knife Talk is number two. And then Jimmy Crooks is number one. My gripe was with this is I would literally reverse Knife Talk and Mr. Right Now. Why would Knife Talk be number two? Knife Talk is last to me. But that's just my opinion. Um... So, yeah, they're going to have a joint album. I think it's called Her Loss, which not crazy about the title, but because I don't know, like, is it going to be like toxic? Like, you know, you know how Drake been coming lately. Like, um, I found a new muse. Like, is this man ever going to settle down or is he just going to keep playing games with these girls? Like her loss, like, ooh, it's your loss. I'm a dime. Like, okay, Drake, we get it. Like, and he just had a birthday. How old is this man? You need to settle down. You need to stop. But why? Why stop? Keep putting out this music. People just be eating it up. Certified lover boy. Mr. Right Now. So, yeah. Ride that money train, Drake. Maybe you could take Kanye's spot. You have, you already have in my book. Um, so let's talk about Kanye. Alrighty, so now we're getting into the Kanye drama. First of all, everybody's like, oh, now all of a sudden everybody cares Kanye is anti-Semitic. Nobody would say anything when he was anti-black. And it's just like, we are the demographic. We, black people, are the ones who continue to go to Sunday service and and uh, uh stream Donda and I'm guilty I, I'm telling that's what I'm that's what I'm saying about the video that I made last year y'all last year I was excited for Donda and I was like oh you know maybe Kanye's changed you know I really had hopes for him but then it's like every time he wants something he starts to pull these antics and it keeps working for some reason it keeps working y'all keep feeding into him and that's what I mean by Oh, now all of a sudden everybody cares. Yeah, yeah, yes, you're damn skippy. Yes, you're right. America cares now because Kanye is coming for white people, Jewish people. Nobody really cared when he said uh, George Floyd, his de his death wasn't even all that. And uh, uh, slavery comments, slavery was a choice. We still continue to buy Yeezys. We still con continue to go to the Donda shows in New York and, and people ate that stuff up. So here we are a year later. And what I mean by when he wants something, I'm talking about politics. He's still talking about Kanye 2024. So when he wants something from us, that's when he starts coming around acting all crazy. And it's having the adverse effect. You're literally pushing people away. Um, but he's definitely getting the media attention. And that also troubled me because, um, I don't know, if somebody offered me an interview with Kanye today, I would not take it. I just don't want to use my platform to spew hate. And that's what he's been doing in the media. And that's what really made me upset the Drink Champs um, episode. It's like, you've already had him on your podcast. Why do you need him on here again? Especially at the heat of his antics. And you're not really putting a stop to it. You're not really, um, I mean, I'm not saying that you can change Kanye's mind or, or put words in his mouth, but you could choose what he can and cannot talk about on your podcast. You decide to edit that shit. Uh, like as a podcaster, 
I really take pride in this platform, and you can't just have any old person on your podcast. And that's why I, even I wouldn't interview Kanye right now because you don't know what's going to come out of his mouth. And so why would you even endorse that? And so that was really reckless on their part and anybody else who even gives him media attention. And that's why I've been like, oh, I don't want to talk about him on my own podcast. But I'm here to to just tell everybody that all the debate that we're having back and forth, Kanye this, Kanye that, we're really already saying what we already know. It's really all common sense to me. All the tweets and everything, you guys aren't giving any new information. Like, yes, people care now because Kanye talked about Jewish people. And slavery was a choice. That wasn't the last straw, apparently. That was one of the last straws for me. I was like, all right, come on now. Like, But even it wasn't because apparently I was excited about Donda. So what should have been our first sort of eye-opener was Jay-Z and Beyonce taking a step back and slowly um, distancing themselves from Kanye. It's like, hmm, some of your closest friends don't want to be around you now. Then your your wife leaves you. She don't even want to be around you. And trust me, my man be getting on my nerves too, but I don't be leaving him. So he must have really sent Kim over the edge because she was definitely my man, this my man, that supporting her man, and now she ain't no more. And is she still with Pete Davidson? I hope not. And so... So many things I want to say about Kanye. Number one, why do we have to sit here and watch this black man's downfall, like, on display? Like, why are we giving it so much media attention? Like, he's just another celebrity talking out of his ass. And then somebody, you know, I saw a video where she was like, if you break your arm, you can't just be like, oh, it'll heal itself. Like, no. So we can't say, like, oh, Kanye will stop eventually, like, no, it's only getting worse and worse. That's what I mean by the beast. And so somebody else said, like, oh, y'all keep hiding behind the fact that Kanye's a genius. Y'all keep hiding his hate behind his art. Um, even somebody mentioned, you know, uh, my dark twist of fantasy. That was pretty fucked up. I was done with him when he started comparing himself to Jesus. Jesus? Jesus? Come on, Jesus? Like, this is what I said in that YouTube video before, so please make sure you go check out that video from last year on the YBO channel. But... I don't know. It's just like every time I think he's on the right track, he's getting help. He's hanging around the right people. I literally said like, let's get Kanye around some black people. Cause I feel like he was in a cult for the past like 10 years with the Kardashians, like get him around some black people. But like, that's still not helping because he's hanging out with people like, what's that guy's name? Antonio Brown. Like he's, he's in a, he's in a room. Somebody said Antonio Brown and Kanye West in a room by themselves. That's not what we need. We don't need those kind of little powwows. What we need is somebody talking some sense into him. And I've said this so many times. This is a mental health issue. Like, that's it. Like, nobody can say, first of all, maybe it's not mental health. Maybe he's just a narcissist. Because how could you ever come out your mouth and say, oh, that man's knee wasn't even on George Floyd's neck like that. The, the court, the law literally said that man was murdered. So you're factually incorrect. And second of all, you're just unempathetic as fuck like this man's family sued him for defamation because how false he was and so that's the kind of stuff we have people spreading today um it's not just Kanye it's all people but of course all eyes are on Kanye and everybody's like then you have the whole the Bill Cosby supporters as I like to say the people who are like how do we know he really meant it like that he y'all are just trying to bring a black man down no when are you gonna stop enabling like no we have definitely give, giving Kanye so many passes. Like, he does not get any more passes. Like, I could stop listening to him today, to be honest. Um, it would be hard because, yeah, he, he does have so many great 
hits and he really is a legend in his own right. But now, again, like I said with Nikki, actually, if you would just shut your mouth and let your work speak for itself, I was bumping Donda for a little while. Like, just shut up. Who told you to get on a mic? And um, in that democracy meeting I was telling y'all about earlier, one woman said, like, everybody thinks they're Oprah now. Like, everybody literally has a mic. And that is so true. And we have people um, who are just uneducated or not willing to take the time to educate themselves. So they just feed into this misinformation. And um, it just takes, like, one faith and flag conservative to take that clip of Kanye saying, see, even the black people don't think George Floyd died. You know what I mean? Like, I could just see it now. So um, now brands are pulling out of their deals with Kanye, Balenciaga and Adidas. Um, and he's losing his billionaire status. And that's what I say. Like now your mouth isn't losing you money. Like now nobody wants to work with you. Now nobody wants to book with you. I mean, John Legend, you could take his opinion with a grain of salt, but even John Legend don't want to work with you anymore because he tweeted it. Um, so it just goes back to the whole Taylor Swift thing, huh? You see Taylor Swift just came out with an album and she got her Swifties going crazy. She's doing very well. And it goes back to, what was that? 20, 2009, I believe, 2009 VMAs when he uh, ambushed her on stage. And if you just go back to that and, and today, not much has changed. Taylor's still on top and you're still chatting. You're still trying to get the last word. You're still trying to get the microphone. And people were so against Kanye because he came against America's sweetheart, Taylor Swift, white girl, right? So now, yeah, they didn't care when he said slavery was a choice or George Floyd this, George Floyd that. But now he says something about Jewish people and they care. So yeah, that sucks, but that's America. So if that's what it took to 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 finally shut this man down, then so be it. But um, I just couldn't believe what he actually said when I actually looked into the tweets. Um, this is what I'm talking about, about hateful, like wishing death upon people or even joking about death. Like, that's not okay. And I truly believe this man thinks he's like the second Messiah. Like, somebody needs to really put him in his place. And, um, yeah, that's all, that's all the time I have for Kanye, I guess, because... Uh, I, I really just don't like to feed into the hate, but I have to address what's going around around me, especially, like I said, as somebody with a platform, why am I going to close my voice and not speak about Kanye when Drink Champs is letting him spew hate on their, their platform? I have to combat that with positivity. I just feel like it's my purpose. So that's, that's all I got for y'all in this episode. That concludes another episode of YBO. Make sure you subscribe wherever you're listening. And if you like this episode, give me a rating, give me a like, give me a review. And you can also follow me on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok at Miss Chris D, M-I-S-S-C-H-R-I-S-D-E-E. And I'll be back in a couple weeks with another episode. Bye.